It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, yeah. Follow me around all day. That'd make the grocery store a lot more fun. Why are you always at the I grocery store with these beats going on? Or an elevator. They'd be really good in an elevator. <laughs> if I'm getting in the elevator, I could just have that. That is good. The beat combined with the the actual instrument there is awesome. Chad and Zay with you on a Tuesday. It's hour number three. All right, Zay, who is it? Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. Humble. Instrumental. That explains. Off the damn album. Classic. I love that Kendrick Lamar has a song called Humble. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, he's He is so, so talented. That is silly. Now, for Kendrick, is there any of the production sort of the way it's all put together that he would get credit for, or is he just is he just the lyricist? How does Kendrick work? Uh, just the lyricist. He's just going to be the guy. Yeah. Does he have a producer he always works with? Is there somebody that like Kendrick is linked to? or Not really. No. Everything I've heard of his is well it's well done. It's well put together. Very specific. Yeah. I mean, that dude is is so so talented. The one album I've heard all the way through is The Good Kid Mad City. I need to listen to more of the album. That's probably like, the most classic. That's the one album. That, that's when he really broke. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That was massive. Everybody started to find out who he was. Yeah. Like yeah. he was still performing at Emo's when that album came out. Is that right? Yeah, that came out in October twenty twelve. And I remember seeing them at Emo's next week yeah something else all right so kendrick lamar beat getting us started that was good stuff uh to start the third hour speaking of good stuff georgia had good and real good and great and elite stuff last night for tcu 65 to 7 there is no way to look at the stat sheet and just not have your jaw dropping about last night third down efficiency 9 of 13 for georgia 2 of 11 for tcu not good. Less than 200 yards for TCU total. Almost 600 for Georgia. Three turnovers for TCU. Georgia stayed clean there. 254 to 36 in rushing. You could just go on and on and on. Georgia gets it done. Back to back. They're predicted to win it again in 2023. And there's just all kinds of different you know, layers and angles you could put on it. One of the interesting points Zay I heard brought up last night. Hadn't even thought of this, but... I know they've thought of it now in Athens, which is as you're hanging out in Athens these next couple of days and you're a Georgia fan and you're trying to put it all together, did Stetson Bennett just pass Herschel Walker as like the greatest bulldog ever? Oh my gosh. Because I hadn't even thought of it, but last night Kirby Smart said it out loud during an interview, I think it was with SVP or somebody, and he's like, you know, love that kid and blah, 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 as far as I'm considered, you know, he been Maybe he's probably the, he didn't say probably. He said, I think he's the greatest dog of all time. And I'm like, wait a second. You're the coach of the team. You're, it's your alma mater. So who knows Georgia better? 
and I want to fight him on it because my generation is going to fight for Herschel Walker's football, yeah. you know, acumen Yeah, make sure you stuff. say football the because football Herschel part. be wilding nowadays. Right, exactly. No, in my lifetime, Zay, <laughs> we have a, a, a collection now of running backs that we have to talk about the running back part, OJ, and we have to talk about the other part. And when you talk about the running back part, it's separate. So a lot of people will fight for Herschel that way, but now did Bennett – because he just did what Herschel never did, obviously winning two, not to mention back Yeah, was Herschel part of that 80 team? That Herschel was a part he of the was? 80 group. Okay, that, okay. And the, the famous, they call it Herschel over the top. Ah. When he scored against Notre Dame, it was a big play goal line situation, and he jumps over uh, for a touchdown. So he has always been, to me, the legendary Georgia Bulldog of all time. Stetson Bennett, somebody texted us, Bennett's going to make a fortune selling insurance slash financial service <laughs> products. <laughs> Or cars in Georgia. He could be a good realtor. He could be whatever he wants. He could be a good realtor, especially in Georgia. He'll be whatever he wants. Absolutely. Do do it within 100 miles of Athens. He's set. You know what? I think he'd be nice in Canada, too. Okay. I think he could have a solid Canadian career. Now, if he wants to, somebody texted us earlier. They really think he's going to get his chance in the NFL. Oh, yeah. You've got to give him a shot. He has too much of a winning mentality. Probably not to be one of 32, but can that guy be one of 64? I think he could be. He threw a dart across the middle to Bowers yesterday Mm -hmm. where about three white jerseys were in the vicinity, and that was an NFL throw. Just, you know, he's already 25. He old as hell. Older than like Lamar Jackson and guys like Jalen Hurts, like he, he old as hell. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Remember Chris Winkie? Yep. Well, Chris Winkie won the Heisman, did he not? Mm. Wow, I think he did. See, so yeah, I, I mean, they gonna give him a shot. <laughs> they gonna give him a shot. They will. They will. Um, also, we've been talking about kind of how you look at that game, depending on what fan base you're a part of. I'll give you a couple fan bases that we haven't talked about yet today. We talked about how Texas fans maybe look at that game. From a football X's and O's standpoint, two fan bases I thought of watching that game. They're both in the SEC. They're both going to end up in Texas's discussion coming up here in a few years. A&M and LSU. Because I'm fascinated by the Jimbo Fisher and Brian Kelly's of the world. A little bit of an older school coach. A little bit of an older school offense. But can you get enough... Uh, you know, talent in there and make the right play calls at the right time to be elite. Did everybody pay attention to what Todd Monken did last night? Some of those moments, the biggest moments in the game, just baffling that TCU defense, little sugar huddles, little quick huddles, quick formations, pre-snap motion. Yeah, there are a lot of times where the TCU's defense, they weren't even ready, weren't even set. They're big, they're physical. Over the years, we watched it. Coming out of the Jake Fromm era, Georgia had to find a way to get a little more clever, just a little cuter in some situations. Because a lot of times when it comes to Jimbo and when it comes to Brian Kelly, they get bogged down into basic football. And it gets a little too basic. And they don't come up with enough ideas. And they're just yeah. trying to bash their especially head against with, the wall. Especially with normally not having a top-tier quarterback. Like, they usually have a guy yes. like Stetson Bennett or Aaron, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Murray? Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray. Right. Guys like that. That's a good point, too. And both Fisher and Kelly, another reason I'm, I, I'm always interested in watching them, is they're both quarterback guru guys, supposedly. Right? They're quarterback whisperers. But they also both drive quarterbacks crazy at times. They've tried to balance that out. Kelly's worked on that a little bit. Jimbo, 
talking 500 miles an hour to every quarterback he's got. But if I'm watching that game, obviously I did watch the game as an A&M fan, but if you watch that game as an LSU fan last night, that's what I'd be thinking about. Can my offense continue to stay relevant and cutting edge? Because Todd Monken at one point was kind of known as like a, you know, boring old man. It's an older guy. Todd yeah, Monken's like 50 something. That dude ain't 30. Maybe 60s. Right. Actually, he may he's be pushing in 70. He ain't it. He, he might be pushing 70. He ain't 35. I know that <laughs> one. And Todd Monken, he was with the Bucks for a while. Uh-huh. I watched him call plays for the Bucks for a little while. And it felt. Bucks, Browns, different places. And it's gotten clunky at times with him. But it didn't feel clunky last night. It felt like Georgia had every card in the day. It felt like they dealt Georgia 51 cards and TCU got one. That's what it felt like last night. Congratulations to Kirby and Monken and what they've put together. That is what everybody is shooting for right now, including Alabama. I'll still put Bama up on that level with Georgia, but as of this year, you certainly felt like if there has to be one clear and a way better team, it's it's the Bulldogs, man. They just went back-to-back, and they've got facilities, and they got history, and they got a badass mascot, and they got all that stuff. Texas, that's your blueprint. I yeah. know you don't want to be any – I know you don't want to follow anybody because y'all are Texas. I get that. But just take, just look at what that is. Just take note of all the little details and then try to move those details to Austin, Texas, because I don't think it's that tough of a translation. No, no. And I think that's what Texas fans are so frustrated about because they know the horn shouldn't be this far back to the Alabamas, to the Georgias. It shouldn't be just this much. This last decade just has been absolutely brutal. And to see what Alabama and Georgia are doing year after year, getting top five recruiting classes year after year, developing those guys, having just chances to play for national championships, yet alone win them. That's why Longhorn fans are salty, including myself, which is why we were going for TCU. I mean, we weren't going for TCU, or I'm not speaking for all Longhorn fans. Fans, but majority of them weren't going for the Horn Frogs yesterday because it seemed like they just skipped the process. Like all the process that you just talked about, Chad, and how things you know should go. It seems like TCU just cut the line, jumped ahead, and say, you know what, we're just gonna get here on our own terms. And yeah, that grinds my gears a little bit. So this year three for Steve Sarkeesian, it couldn't be bigger. I mean, you go eight and five this season. All the five losses that you had, you were right there from Bryce Young being almost sacked in the end zone for a two point conversion to Ryan Watts smoking the hit on Bryce Young. You move on, Bijan Robinson fumbling that thing against Texas Tech, plus your backup quarterback playing in that game, not 100%. Move on. You got Oklahoma State. 30 incompletions, Quinn, yours, move on. You play TCU, B. B. John Robinson only gets 12 freaking carries. Then you got Washington in the uh, bowl game, and you don't even have DeMarion Overshone, B. John Robinson, or Roshan Johnson, and you only lose by seven to a Washington team that was motivated and had all hands on deck. So they got to find ways to win those close games. And Steve Sarkeesian, we know his record ain't good from USC to Washington, now at Texas. It's still not where it needs to be. This is a huge year for him. It starts with the guys that they're bringing in. They're doing a good job of that. I like Gavin Holmes, the Wake Forest cornerback transfer. I love uh, uh, Jalen Catheron from Arkansas. Catalan. Catalan, I mean. Catalan, Arkansas transfer. That's big. He just has to stay 
stay healthy. Plus, you got a huge, really good recruiting class. 2023, those most majority of those guys are here at the 40 now, getting ready for this spring semester. So everything's at place. Max Duggan, he gone. Quentin Johnson, he gone. Tredavious Hodges, Tomlinson, he's gone. All those guys, mm-hmm. big time players for is TCU. Miller, is Miller back? I don't know. He'll don't probably know. be back. But yeah. Spencer Sanders, he's gone. We don't have to deal with him no more. Oklahoma State, they should regress. I know Dylan Gabriel, he's staying in Oklahoma. But still, the way that they looked this past year, they shouldn't be top tier like they were again with Lincoln Riley. So the Horns, I think they not necessarily a clear path, but they have one of the best paths. For, to go to the Big 12 title with all that they're returning, 10 returning starters on the offensive side, Christian Jones coming back. So, yeah, huge year for Steve Sarkeesian in year three, and it's Big 12 championship or bust. Kendra Miller listed as a junior here. So I guess he has a decision to make. I guess he has a decision to make, yeah. Yeah. I mean, strike while the iron's hot. I wouldn't blame him for leaving. I felt bad for him at the kickoff, and then I wondered at about – 65 7 what he what he was thinking like what goes through your mind do you just i guess if you have the right ego you just blame yourself all night do you just stand there and think man i just you know everything could have been different if i played or when it gets to 38 7 at the half do you just think oh my god yeah kind of there's no way he's glad he didn't play no so it's like i don't know what that mindset i can't imagine what that mindset is man i felt so bad for him last night to not be able to participate when they're about to kick that game off and they announce, oh, by the way, Kendra Miller's not going to be in. <laughs> Chris Fowler, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that matters tonight. Kirk Herbstreit had this look on his face like, you think that might matter? He had 17 touchdowns this year. Because I know the, that's what is most impressive to me about the fact that they beat Michigan. They did it without Miller, essentially, because he got banged up early in the game, right? Yeah. Maybe he played a little bit. Yeah. But the fact that they still leaned on Di Mercado and got 150 yards out of him, that was amazing. If, if Di Mercado had rushed for 150 last night and they beat Georgia, it'd be one of the great performances I've ever seen. Yeah. But there's just no way, man. Without Miller, that was, that was rough. Uh, so Georgia wins it 65-7. You heard Zay mention uh, Jalen Catalan, the talented safety out of Arkansas, now going to be a Longhorn. So he gets rid of all the red stuff in his uh, closet. He's going to be going burn orange for a little while. Uh, that's a big addition to the Texas defense. We've certainly talked about that today. Also, congratulations to the legendary Derek Johnson. He's in the class of 23, Hall of Fame for college football. The uh, afternoon guys are going to talk to him tomorrow at 3. 30 congrats to number 11 he is not only one of the best players that's ever rolled through here zay he's such a good dude oh yeah from day one both of his parents are teachers if i'm remembering his story correctly always such a respectful young man always been good to the media and loved talking to him back in the day have loved interviewing him throughout the years these last couple years as he's grown into a young man he's got a family now i think he got got, a ton of kids was he got five he got a lot something like that he got a lot Derek Johnson's got things to do every day. All right, he's got things to do. He tackled a lot of people with the Longhorns and the Chiefs. Now he's trying to tackle day to day. Keep track of five kids. That's zone defense. I can only think dream about. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. very I'm very happy in my two on one zone that I've got going on at the house right now. We haven't even gone man to man, much less the zone the other way. Yeah, he, he was special. You talk about the way that he used to knock the ball out of guys' hands. You better have a. If you're a running back back then, you better have a head on a swivel because number 11, he was around. Oh. If you had the football, he was around. You just knew it. He just had a knack for getting to the football. And like I talked about earlier, 
you know, he was such a good coverage linebacker, too. I don't think that gets talked about enough when mm -hmm. you talk about linebackers because everybody just thinks about the tackling and the big hits and stuff. I remember him getting interceptions, seemed like, all the time just because he was always in the right spot and he was fast enough to stay with different tight ends and running backs. So, yeah, once-in-a-lifetime player and well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice group uh, in that uh, college football Hall of Fame class. We talked about them earlier today. Derek Johnson, the big name that stands out around these parts but you also have names like Dwight Freeney and Bryant McKinney and Tim Tebow and others on that list so they will be officially honored in December but congrats to Derek Johnson there coming up we will get you a little why today matters it is January the 10th we got uh, well, a couple birthdays to hit a little bit of a light day but there is a sports legend uh, with a birthday today we'll continue to talk about last night's game as well apparently Apparently that pregame speech from Kirby Smart is getting out, and uh, we can't play it for you on the show because we'd have to bleep too much, but apparently that was a big part of the motivation there. Uh, a lot of stories coming out from around that game last night. Georgia, clearly the best team in the country this year when you finish it off 65-7. to We're talking about all angles of that. We'll get you why today matters coming up uh, on this Tuesday, and we hope you are having a good one. It's Chad and Zay. This is The Horn. Listen to this track. Get away and move it. Got me in a trance. DJ tell me up. Ladies, this your day. I'm a silver scatter. You don't want them paid. And I'm a thugger's money. Tuesday, do I have any shot, Zay? If you were listening, you could have heard the guy say his name. Oh, really? I talked right over it. Uh, Damn. Single artist or a group? Uh, few guys are in this, but single artist. So there's one name here that I would have to come up with. Yeah, one big name. One big name. I mean, he's not a big rapper, big rapper name, but... Yeah, I don't have it. Waka Flocka. <laughs> I certainly didn't have that. <laughs> I certainly Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. Really? Yeah. Not Waka Waka. Which no. Wow. Not, which Fozzie Bear used to say. No. Not Waka Waka. Waka, Waka Flocka. Flocka. Yeah. Wale. Roscoe Dash. Okay. Song's called No Hands. Classic. Right. No Hands. That's good. All right. This so. is probably the song I've been twerked on more than anything. Like when I went my clubbing hmm. days, okay. house party days, I was probably twerked on to this song more than any other song. <laughs> so, wait a minute. You're saying when that song came on, if you happened to be like, you know, off to the side near the bathroom or grabbing a bite to eat or getting ordering a drink or something, you like were knocking people out of the way yes. to get to the dance yes. floor for this one. Because women are twerking <laughs> like I don't know what. What did now what did the girls do if they were ordering a drink? Would they just throw the drink down and run out there? It depends. It depends on how no hands hits you and how it moves you. But back that ass up by juvenile has that same effect. It's just certain songs that women will just twerk to. There's a lot of rump shanking and no hands, a lot of Uncle Luke stuff. Okay. Same with that. It just depends on the genre of the woman. Okay. Fair enough. Depends on the genre <laughs> of the woman. That, uh, that can be said for a lot of things. And I'm sure 
some people would tell us it depends on the genre of the man sometimes, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. The genre can really, can really get you. All right, so Waka Flocka joining Adam Ant and Sacred Warrior and Little Richard and Joe Walsh. There's been a lot going on, plus a great Kendrick Lamar beat to start this hour. You know there are a lot of big-time beats being played last night after the beatdown that Georgia laid on TCU, 65-7. I'm still trying to process it. I'm still trying to, co- to really compute what happened. Again, the largest margin in any bowl game ever played. Let's just stop and reset that again. Think about every Gator Bowl, Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, everything you've ever watched. None of them had 50, a 58-point margin. I brought up the A&M over BYU game earlier because it's one that's close to my heart. That was 51. That's a lot of points. 65-14 was a big deal. That one felt really good to be on the winning side of that one. Georgia fans get to pimp walk 65-7 for the natty. For the belt, do you see that adapted WWE belt last night with the dog, I didn't see it with the dog on the front instead of the WWE? Ah, oh, that sounds fire though, dude! It looked awesome. Red, the red belt they made yeah. the belt red. Dog in the middle, SEC little plate on the left side, national championship plate on the right side. Mm, that looked nice. Now they did have the turnover pads. Yep. They had those. What wrestlers did that back in your day with Ro- the mask? Road Warriors. Road Warriors. With that's the paint. It. They'd paint with the, the paint. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a little bit. And then there was That the, was like a tag team legends, right? Those are tag team legends. They would do the they they were the ones that really made the that that shoulder pad with the spike yeah. thing big. That was the Road Warriors. And then you had uh, Demolition did a little bit of the mask thing with the paint too, but the Road Warriors, I think is who you're thinking of. And every time when you see those fans too in Georgia, when you see those fans go with the – they throw the shoulder pads on, they got spikes coming out, and they're doing the face paint. I've always given the uh, Road Warriors credit for that too, and they're at every game. That's at every single game. There's a group just like Texas would have the Roughnecks or whatever it is. Uh, not Roughnecks. Uh, what is it? Uh, Oklahoma's the Roughnecks. My bad, Texas fans. What's the uh, – what am I thinking of? What are you thinking of? Um, uh, the Hellraisers. So, like, oh. the, you know, Texas Hellraisers show up, and they got the, the faces painted – and everything. Shout out to Kiss uh, Kiss Girl if she's listening today. That paints her face like Gene Simmons in the Burn Orange. Love that one. Um, but you know you have those groups. George's group is the shoulder pad crew, and they are always showing up, full paint, ready to go. They were there last night. Georgia wins sixty-five to seven. Still can't believe that one. All right, so January 10th, obviously today matters big time in Athens, Georgia. We're uh, still taking that one apart and uh, putting the college football season to bed, but also discussing kind of where certain teams are, starting with those Texas Longhorns. So let's do a little bit more of that here on January 10th and why today matters. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All righty, a couple of quick birthdays here. TCU fans wish that we were discussing the greatest upsets of all time, and then George Foreman's birthday would make all sorts of sense. Yeah, it didn't happen. But George is 74 today, so happy birthday to George Foreman. Now, you want to talk about the greatest upsets of all time. George Foreman at age 46, I think it was, getting the heavyweight championship. Still amazes. Was he selling grills by then? Uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been after, I think it would have been after the George Foreman grill thing started. What a hustler. When he knocked Michael Moore out with one big punch. That was incredible. Happy birthday to Big George. Uh, Also, it's Rod Stewart's birthday on the musical side. Pat Benatar hit 70. By the way, if you never thought your number could go up to 70, go check out what Pat Benatar looks like nowadays. Uh, she just went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Zay, she looks awesome. Really? My God. I mean, now, it, now you got to deal with the gray, yeah. but she's let it go gray, and she is sexy-ass gray at 70 years old. Yo, man. Cher's like 76 years old, and she with like some 36-year-old yeah. brother. Now, Cher's not letting it go as naturally. Cher's, no. Cher's fighting everywhere. Every, he is fighting every bit of the way. He's fighting Cher. I'm she's, with it. She still looks good, though. Still looks really good. Uh, and also one of my favorites, who I always forget is a Texas girl, Sarah Shahi, the actress, is 43 today. Sarah was in the Black Adam movie with The Rock. I first saw her in The L Word back in the day. She's been in a lot of different shows. Born in Euless, went to Euless Trinity, went to SMU, and was a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader Oh, even though she'd never done cheerleading, she just thought it was a path to success and it worked. And now she's one of the, uh, well, I don't know about one of the most famous actresses out there, but she's a big time actress. She's been in a lot of stuff and she has one of the most beautiful smiles on this planet, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, she looked good. She Sh- looked good. Shout out to Sarah Shahi today. Uh, but it is, uh, it is the day after Georgia does that to. TCU. Zay, you've laid it out today for the Longhorn fans. I think maybe a lot of them would agree with you. Um, you have set the bar for Texas in 2023 simply at they got to go win the Big 12 championship, correct? Yeah, they, they need to. They got to go to Jerry World and finish the deal. Last year, we hope, in the Big 12, even with BYU and Cincinnati and the others involved, you think they've got to win it all. Yeah, Will Howard's coming back, but Deuce Vaughn ain't. It's true. So, I mean, it's wide open again. Like, it was wide open this past year. Dave Aranda's team, they just lost their big-time quarterback, Austin Novostai. He was supposed to come in, ain't doing that no more. He's going in Eugene. So, Texas Tech might be one of the scariest teams with uh, Shaw. Was it Show? Tyler Show? Shaw? Oh, Shuck. Shock. With Shuck? Yeah. Tyler Shuck. Yeah, Tyler Shuck. Uh-huh. They might be one of the scariest teams. Coach McGuire, they got something cooking up there. Them going eight and five, how they handled their business uh, against Old Miss. They could be a scary team. But besides that, yeah, the Horns should take care of business. And shout out to the Specs text line, uh, somebody on Specs text line. They made a great point. Even though the Horns could have won those five games they lost, they could have easily had a worse record than those eight games they won. If Xavier Hutchinson doesn't drop that catch, on a beautiful pass by Hunter Decker, lefty to southpaw, wide open Xavier Hutchinson, cross the middle, Horns lose to Iowa State. Yeah. The Iowa right. State shouldn't be as good next year. Well, they they yeah. should be the no, same next year, too. It's, so. a, it's a great point. Somebody called, a, or somebody te- yeah, texting in about, you know, everybody likes to talk about if this, it would have been wins. You do have to factor yeah, you in factor the what in, if the other side. Yeah. yeah. If Will Howard plays instead of Adrian Martinez when you go up to Manhattan, mm-hmm. what would have happened there? Yeah, and and I'll just the the reminder that I would have and the caution I would have for your prediction next year and for your I guess requirement next year, it's just I just feel like Texas is multiple steps away from things like a conference championship. I just don't know if they can make all those steps at once because I'm going to keep bringing it up. One time, nine nine wins once in a decade. 
Like we're talking about a college football where you where because of certain scheduling that can be done, you cannot lose two games and get in this playoff. That's where Texas ultimately wants to be. But I but I think they're they're multiple steps away and to me they might be two two steps away from kind of where you're talking about is to get not only getting there, you're saying they have to win the thing. And you're yeah. adding four teams to a conference. And right now, yeah, that's why I keep on forgetting. I do keep on forgetting the Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, Houston. I do forget those four teams. And those four teams, like, can I guarantee you right now, head up, that Texas beats all four for sure? You should, but I can't. Can't. I can't guarantee you that. Yeah. So how does it all play out? Where are those games? Who do they get on the road? Who do they get at home? Heck, we don't even know what the schedule looks like yet. With this 14-team Big 12, we assume it's still nine games. So that means it's 14 teams. You're one of them. There's 13 others. Are you still playing nine? All right, let me see if I can do the math. Nine, that means you don't play four. Do I have that right? You play nine conference games. You don't play four teams in the conference. Who those four teams are is a big deal. Yeah. And we don't know what that's going to look like yet for Texas. So I, I just, I don't know. And you know me, I'll always phrase it because of what we do around here and because of what's in my heart. I'm going to always look at it from that house divided perspective. And Longhorn fans, Aggie fans, you a long way from those Bulldogs last night. And I think Texas might be further away from those Horn Frogs than they think. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, the PTSD, I get that from just the last decade and seeing what the horns have been, Charlie Strong, Tom Herman. But year three, Steve Sarkeesian, with all the talent you're bringing back, Quinn Ewers has to be better next year. Has to be. Mm -hmm. Like, no questions asked. There's a lot of has-to-be's next year. The defense has to be good again. You're just getting too much back. I knew you are losing to Marion Overshawn, but when you get my man uh, Jalen, I keep messing up his Cat- name, Catalan. Yeah, yeah, when you get guys like him, which he has to stay healthy, that's huge for him. He just needs to stay healthy and yeah. be able to produce on the field uh, for the Horns, but just there's too much talent. And you look at UCF and Cincinnati, BYU, U of H, all those games away, they seem like trap games, but if you just call all those four teams out right now, Texas should beat them. They just should. They, they need to. That's the standard. The standard can't be what it's been this last decade. That can't happen. What right. TCU has done, it should show you. It could be a quick turnaround. You could lose your uh, Hall of Fame big-time statue with the front of the stadium coach and still be a very successful team and have a very successful year. A big thing that hurt the Horns this year, they're just so damn young. Average age for them, 19. Average age for TCU, like 23. So those guys, they were more towards Stetson Bennett than they were towards Quinn Ewers. Now, another year of experience, another year of coaching and understanding, guys. Steve Sarkeesian, we got to understand, maybe we shouldn't throw deep as much as we did this past year. Or we really got to lock in on that this year and make it a lot easier for Quinn to have those winnable matchups with guys like Xavier Wordy, Isaiah Nair when he comes, Jontae Cook, hopefully if he gets into the lineup. Don't forget the guys like, you know, Tyreek Milton and Savion Red, guys that didn't get a lot of reps this year that should have. Those guys are big, man. Casey Kane, he should have been a lot lot better this year. It seemed like after that drop that he had against Iowa State, we ain't seen him until the Alamo Bowl. So stuff like that should not be happening. Did you mention Isaiah Nair? 
Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean that that yeah, that room that room is so important. That room thick. That room oh, thick. Jordan when it's in back, that room thick. I love the idea that who was it when I guess this we were talking to Oh no, it was when Chip Brown was sitting in for the afternoon show when Rod was out Friday sitting in with Harge and they were talking about different guys and he was talking about what's the kid's name? Is it uh the DeAndre Moore that's in this class? Is that his name? DeAndre Moore, I think. Yes. 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 With the with John T. Cook, Ryan Niblett. DeAndre yeah. Moore, yeah. Chip said he thinks that's the guy in the class that's got the most attitude, the most attitude, ego, and whatever. And I thought, wow. Over John T. Cook. If you're in a class with John T. Cook and you have the bigger attitude, that's a good attitude class right there. For real. I just I kept I kept th- I was driving thinking. Now, is it better for Texas if Chip is right or wrong in that situation? Because I, I don't really yeah. know. But I, and, and I'll admit, all I've seen from John Tay Cook is a little bit at 7-on-7, seven seven, things we've heard and stuff like that. But uh, that was interesting to hear. But you're right. They ought to be... They ought to be really good. It's just you're returning everybody on your offensive line. That's, that's another part of it. That's another part of it. We mentioned the Christian Jones thing coming back, and I was I was going to mention that. Shouldn't that offensive line be at least a little better, if not? You know, be, not elite good. I don't want to jack them up there. They up sucked in the, in the Alamo Bowl game. They did not have. They a good, were horrible. Oh, they didn't have game. a good night. They didn't have a good night that night. Can they get to a point where they're consistent and we are not picking on them every other week or every two or three weeks? Like, can they just be consistently good throughout a season? They had their run. They, they had a few games this year where they were solid. They did, but then they had a few games where we saw what happened in the Alamo uh, Alamo Bowl against Washington, where you're like, "Okay, guys, right? Come on now, stay healthy." Yeah, Quinn Ewers, he ain't that quick. Back. He ain't that quick to y'all for y'all to be bad. That can't happen. But Quinn did yeah. show us a little bit with his legs in that game. That's a little promising. By the way, speaking of quick, before we hit this break, how about Stetson Bennett getting out of that rush and making that third and twelve scramble? Trey Winters was right there. My God. Trey Winters, who's going to be playing on Sundays. D Winners? He, D Winners. Also, D Winners. D Winners. He was right there. He was right there. And Winners is, Winners is not slow. That's, a t- that's an athlete right there. Yes. That was athlete on athlete, and Stetson Bennett just spin and gone. Did you hear him say they measured him at 20 miles an hour on some drill they were doing? And I don't know if it was a practice yeah, or the last I heard game or whatever. That. I don't know how factual that is, but I. But he got to that line when yeah. he needed to. For for sure. Dude, that was a great play. Great. And he stood up with that big grin on his face like, any questions he, about who the team is tonight? He needs a new barber, though. I know this is it for him. We probably won't see him for a while. That haircut's not the best either. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's like a taper fade, but on a white boy, it doesn't work too well. It depends on who drafts him. <laughs> depends on what NFL city he ends up in. In Buffalo, you'd never notice him. <laughs> If they make him Josh Allen's backup, they'll never notice that. He'll be fine. If he ends up on an L.A. team, I think you're right. Yeah. Then you got to go to work. Yeah. Then you got to go to work. I got to work. Find a new haircut. All right. uh, There's why today matters. January 10th, the day after Georgia does that to TCU. Longhorn fans, Aggie fans, TCU fans, whatever you're a fan of in college football outside of Georgia, what does that make you think of last night? We've been going over some of that today. Up next, Stems and seeds before we get out of here, including how many teams Carlos Correa may have come to an agreement with while we've been doing the show today. We'll get you the latest on the horn. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just about done with this Tuesday. Nice stuff right there. Any shot? Do I have any chance? Nah, probably not. Is it a great? Is it a legend? Uh, not a legend, but All right. a great. All right, hit me. Common. Common. Okay. Yeah. See, that's one of those. It's weird when it comes to singing. Like, if someone is singing. I don't always have that when I when they when I hear the song, I don't immediately think of like what they look like. Sometimes in rap, I I see them. I see them or in this case in these cases it's such a spoken form. Sometimes I can recognize a voice based on like with this if I'd seen him interviewed. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's it's much closer to just a speaking voice with them, but that's not one I can identify. How talented a guy is common overall, but then in rap? Oh, uh, super talented. Yeah, he has a lot of street cred, but you know he's not going to be talking about drugs or violence or anything. He's going to be positive with it. So if he does talk about drugs and violence, he'll talk about it in a positive way uh. to where you're like, ah. This doesn't make you want to do drugs and violence. This makes you want to go to a protest about not doing drugs and not having violence. I positively don't yeah. want drugs yeah. right now. Yeah, you need that positive hip-hop sometimes. Okay. Common, I think he's on the top of the list of one of those positive hip-hop guys. Well, the one thing you could tell there from the very beginning of that track was just the the the, the verbal quality of that. Oh, he's a lyricist for real. Right, the lyrics, yeah. the education is not the right word, but just the level of, I don't know, linguistics, the language that you can tell that was a higher level. Yeah. Right away. All the different things he was doing there right at the beginning, that's high level stuff. Common finishing us off today. So Common preceded by Waka Flocka. Yeah. Yells are too different. Not even many. Are, <laughs> not, not many are going to do that. I don't even know Common and Waka Flocka that well. I just know they're probably not getting played together a lot. Much, They'll never do a concert together. <laughs> much less throwing in Adam Ant, Sacred Warrior, Little Richard, and Joe Walsh. All of it's been on the show today. Uh, Kendrick Lamar beat to start the hour. It is Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. Georgia's the champs. You're just going to have to deal with it. Now we don't have to deal with it like folks in Auburn, Alabama, have to deal with it. And 
Tuscaloosa, Alabama have to deal with it. And who else really hates Georgia? They all do. South Florida. Florida, you're right. Gainesville, uh, Columbia, South Carolina. There's a lot of folks today. Arkansas, they don't like Georgia at all. There's a lot of fan bases in that SEC world trying to deal with what Kirby Smart just threw out. Uh, he is now the first Nick Saban disciple to get multiple national championships. And, uh, yeah, they didn't play Bama at all this year because Bama wasn't good enough to get to a game where they'd play Georgia. That's the kind of season we just saw in college football. Congrats to Georgia. Obviously, congrats to TCU for making a run to the title game. I do hope TCU fans got their shirts and they wear them proudly. I know people are going to make fun of you for 65-7, but dadgummit, none of those fan bases were out there. There wasn't a Longhorn, Aggie, or Texas Tech Red Raider within 10 miles of that place that could root for their team. So can't. You eventually get to the point where you can – I wouldn't wear it today, but eventually you wear it with pride because you made the national title game and you might have gotten – and you got beat by one of the best teams we've ever seen. Oh, yeah, ever. So, I mean, that's where – if I'm a TCU fan in a couple months, somebody tries to make fun of me, I'd say, who do you think beats Georgia that night? Yeah, you were unranked to start the season. You were picked seventh in your own conference in the preseason by media folk. Yeah, you should be happy with – how your season turned out. No doubt. No doubt. Obviously, you'd much Which only makes me angrier. Oh, I know. It does. <laughs> and I trust me, as an Aggie fan, I'm not happy about it either. I know my, my people are so weird about it. They're predicting they'd have beaten TCU today. It's like, come on, man. There's no need to do that. There's no need to get into yeah, that. Let's discussion. relax now, Aggies. It's frustrating no matter what. Uh, and we'll move on towards 2023 in college football. We got NFL playoffs coming, some other stuff here. Let's get you stems and seeds. We'll try to clarify a couple things here. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I think I'm right in saying that Carlos Correa is still scheduled to be a Minnesota twin, although it's changed a couple times in the last uh, couple weeks. Six years, $200 million, no Giants, no Mets. Apparently, he's going to stay with Minnesota. They're willing to pay that much money for the right leg that is apparently troublesome for everyone, Um, everyone that's looked at it. Here's another one, uh, Zay, for the Texans fans out there. The Bears general manager has stated clearly he is backing Justin Fields, and it would take a crazy situation where he was, quote, absolutely blown away to take a quarterback with the number one overall pick. So it sounds like the Bears are looking for value or another position. So maybe the Texans have their choice of those two guys after all. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, shout out to the Bears. They should back Justin Fields. The guy was amazing this season. But if I'm Jalen Carter, the D-tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs, then I'm looking at what places to stay in Chicago. Because if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm taking Jalen Carter with that first pick. See, I was just about to ask you about him. He is official to the draft today. Do the Bears mess around with shopping and say, hey, come on up and see us? Does somebody want to trade some picks if you want a quarterback? Or do they just stand pat and take a badass defensive player? Yeah, they should definitely see what's out there and see what you can get. You should always try to exploit 
as much as you can in these situations. But yeah, if they can't find anybody that's willing to take the number one pick or if it's not worth it for them, then hey, having Justin Fields, a quarterback that you could rely on, well, maybe not rely on because he runs so much. Who knows Oof. if he could stay healthy. But yeah. having a quarterback that you are confident in, yeah, I don't see why getting Jalen Carter wouldn't be your first pick. If you're the Texans and you had a choice between Stroud, um, Young, or whoever, who would you take? Oh, man, that's tough. I've been trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, I can't do it. There are moments when I want to go Young automatically, and then Stroud did have a nice performance in that bowl game. Made me think at least. Made me think. I think I'd still go Bryce Young. It scares me because when I see Tua, he reminds me so much of Tua with his size. It reminds me a lot of Kyler, too, with his size. And both of those guys are in and out the tub all the time. But Young doesn't Young doesn't put he, himself in danger as much, does he? Neither did Tua. That's true. You're right. He nah, just ended up getting true. hurt. You're right. And Young got hurt this year. This was the first time, so we never know. Yeah, I don't know, man. That'd be wild, though, if after everything that happened to the Texans, if they still get a choice of those two guys, yes. and they can say, why are y'all making fun of us? We got a choice anyway. Come on. It's yeah, right Shrout got a good head on his shoulders, man. He acts like a franchise quarterback. He does. Yeah. And uh, there thoughts that maybe there's four quarterbacks going in that first round by the time we get to April. Just something to keep in mind. There's your Tuesday show. College football done, but you know it never dies around here. We're going to keep talking college football. We're going to keep prepping for these pro games as well. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge, and we'll be back tomorrow. Cheers!